Crash Course Live is presented by Smash It Demolition Derby, who host Bash for Cash, Blizzard Bash, and Capital City Carnage. Online at smashitderby.com. And Stirring Dirt Racing, host of May Mania's team show at the Golden Spike Arena in Ogden, Utah. Online at stirringdirtracing.com. Reckless Abandoned Derby Apparel and Derby Inc. Magazine. This is the Crash Course Demolition Derby Podcast, recorded live at the FigureLace1.com studios in downtown Seneca Falls, New York. And now your host, Chris Marquardt. Good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to this edition of the Crash Course. A little bit of an uh, of an unorthodox program coming to you tonight. We're going to be catching up with Brian here in just a few minutes. Um, 6.02 here, Eastern Time, as we get ready for episode number 330. We're going to be getting into a little bit about Burlington. We're going to be getting into it a little bit about uh, the Unified Point Series and, and what's going on with that. Um, of course, the, the news that came out over the course of the weekend was that we had lost the Tigrant Memorial now. That went officially off of the calendar. Some other events for next year also watching cautiously as the uh, COVID positive rate continues to get um, more severe in different pockets of the country. Uh, James Brown, one of the uh, longtime friends of the show, made the trip down to Burlington along with many of the New York drivers and, and, and braved the Weld Compacts division. There was 48 cars, I believe, in the stock compacts. There was another 28 or so in the Weld Compacts. And, and James went down to Burlington and, and spoiled a bunch of the Keystone Staters day and took the win. James is now on the line with us. We're going to get him in real quick because he's got to get off to uh, his bowling league night before. So we don't want to impede on that too much. Man, James, congratulations on the win. I, I saw that trophy sitting in the front seat of the truck and, and was awful happy for you. James, can you hear me? Thanks very much. I had no business going down there, but junk ahead, but you know, <laughs> what <laughs> you brought a car down there and, uh, your Facebook post repeatedly described it as tired. Which car was that that you took down there? Because I, I know you generally don't throw anything away. Right, yeah. I, uh, I, I took my Paradise car. I ran a Paradise, took third there at a 48 uh, last October. It's just been sitting in the front yard as a COVID uh, derby ornament all, all year long and I couldn't couldn't let it go. I had too much life left, but not really enough for a win. So I put some band-aids on it and decided to drive two hours and take my chances. Uh, you said that you guys worked together to make sure that as much of the money and trophies came back to New York as possible. Um, I, I was trying to keep up with everybody that had gone down there. Who else, who else that you knew of uh, was on track with you in that heat? Um, uh, both Eldridge boys were there, Toby Wise, um, Luke Hobart, um, let's see, um, uh, trying to think, uh, um, I don't know, there was a bunch of them, um, Corey Herzog, um, Guy Raymond Jr. was there. Nice. I think that was pretty much about it. Uh, Lee Sager, uh, Prodigy Gaming, he went down there and, and got just about to the top five in that um, really, really deep stock division. Uh, and I think it was just a matter that the car ran out of water is what I remember hearing. Um, his car got hot, and, and that was that. And by the time it cooled down, he was able to drive it on the trailer. You don't travel out of state a whole lot. Uh, between your work schedule that you try to keep at the 
uh, at the restaurant in Geneva and, and all the other challenges that you've got in terms of the irons that you've got in the fire, you don't get out of state a whole lot. When was the last time you drove outside of New York? Oh, probably two, three years ago at least. Yeah, so it's been a little while. Well, uh, I probably when I went to Bash probably was the last time I went. just went to watch. So I mean, it, it's been a it's been a bit since you broke outside of New York. I mean, going down there, you said that you had no business going down there. Um, we've we've talked at length about your career and everything over the last uh, seven years or so, and, and gone from being the hammer and, and trying to drive smarter and refine the build and do a better job with the the construction of the car and and get the car to last. Is this sort of a culmination of all those parts and pieces? You've won at the county fair level. Now you went and you won a, a, a pretty sizable postseason show. Yeah, you know, I I, I didn't even care about winning the show. I just wanted the car gone. It's got a <laughs> lot of my good parts in it. Um, I'm just going to spend the winter building motors this year, not going to worry about cars this winter. But, I mean, I just went down there and – Made New York proud. I just wanted to go down there and put the hammer down, and it just so happened that uh, I was there at the end. Uh, I mean, uh, there was definitely some stiff competition. Them PA boys can definitely build good cars, but, um, I mean, I lost steering in the last, I don't know, seven, eight minutes of the derby, and, uh, I don't know, just... I guess I got lucky. I mean, if it was... If I was... If I saw somebody without steering, I would have just left them. How was it that you were able to last that long? Um, with no steering in the weld cars like that, you know, you'd think that with no steering and and, and some of the other issues that were that were causing the car to labor, that it would put you at a disadvantage. Um, those guys happen to stay close enough to where to you where you could stay active with a little bit of that dirty derby equation. But all the same, I mean, it's still no easy task to drive a front wheel drive car with without the steering. Right, it was def- it was definitely odd, and definitely different. Um, I broke the rack in half, so it wasn't like I had a, a tie rod or anything that was messed up. So I mean, I, I the, the wheel just spun, but it was still pretty solid. So the tire stayed pretty straight for the most part. I just played my game, stayed stayed uh you know calmed down and just waited for the shots to come and took ugly shots just to get turned in certain directions and you know just played the game and just made it the best I could. Well, it certainly did pan out in uh, in the right way uh, with with the win. Um, shifting gears now to everything that's been going on up here. Tons of renovations to the restaurant. Um, the the challenges with with, with Jerry and, and and your family after the accident. How is everybody doing? Um, Teresa having the 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 issues with her ankle and everything. You guys have been have been very busy and still were able to put the car together. And it's got to be a little bit of a, a little bit of relief to pull that win down. Oh, absolutely. Deciding a week and a half prior to the derby to piece a car back together that had no no heart in it, and it was nose to the sky, and it was in really rough shape. But I just spent long hours after work every day, put my 12, 14 hours in at work, put another six hours in at night, slept when I could, and uh, just, you know, did the best I could. It's tough with, you know, my brother and, and everything going on right now. It's 
it's, I'm only one person. I only got two hands. I can only be so many places at once. And, mm-hmm. you know, thankfully, everybody supported me and stepped up where they could, and we made it happen. That's, uh, that is outstanding. How's the bowling team this year? Not too bad. You know, it's not, you know, I didn't really want to bowl in another league. 33 weeks is a long, long time. But uh, Pat from the bowling alley at Sunset here in Board City, he asked me if I wanted to bowl on his team. And I said, I'd be honored. So me and uh, Sean from work, uh, we both decided to jump on the team and take that dive in the 33-week league. And, uh, you know, it's it's been really well. Not the best bowler, but I'm just here to have fun. <laughs> well, I mean that's uh, that's sort of your motto. I've heard you say that sentence a lot. Whether you're talking about the restaurant, whether you're talking about Ontario County, Yates County, Seneca County Fair Derby cars, getting ready to go to Paradise, or or now in this case, just going down to Pennsylvania to finish a car and have a good time, and and this time it paid dividends for you with uh, with the win. When the steering rack broke, was there a point where you thought, boy? <laughs> Boy, I don't know if we're going to be able to pull this thing off. Oh, as soon as, as, soon as it broke. I mean, I, I ended up full track in uh, Luke Hobart in the uh, front driver's side tire. And right then and there, I, I just knew my wheel just started spinning. And I says, oh, that was nice. You know, I, I, and I counted them afterwards. I hit over 60 people. I hit over 60 times in the Derby. It was pretty impressive for myself. I was very proud, but I, I thought I was—I thought I was done right then and there. Right, right as soon as I hit him, I had no steering. I'm like, "What am I going to do?" And I just, you know, got myself together and just said, "All right, now it's time to play smart." So when, like an idiot all night, it's time to just uh, sit back and see what I can make out of this. And, <laughs> um, is it an adrenaline rush? Or is it panic when when you realize you got a car that's that's been running pretty good and all of a sudden that steering wheel just spins in your hands and how hard is it to regain yourself? Oh, it's severe panic. Knowing that you just went down from twenty eight to top seven, I would say. You know you had that that real hard rear wheel drive, whether it was a pacer or gremlin or whatever it was, still left. And Guy Raymond was still out there. And, you know, Toby Wise, Luke Hobart, and um, Corey Herzog were all out there still. And I, I was like, man, there's some good drivers. And what what am I going to do now? Cause, you know, me and Corey battled it out a few times. And, you know, I've known Guy for quite a while. And me and Toby go back quite a ways. And, you know, it's like I know these people, and, you know, are they going to take advantage of this, or are they going to, you know, how are we going to do this? And it it just so happened that, you know, it worked out in my favor. Is there any likelihood that they didn't realize you'd lost steering? Um, I would imagine so, because uh, I've had a lot of people that were there and that watched the videos um, that didn't even notice I lost steering until I started make, trying to make shots, and I was driving right past the car that I was, I guess you could say, aiming for, if there was an aiming ability at that time, but sure. um, I, I mean, it, yeah, it probably was, because they kept turning me right perfect, so I could just nudge somebody and make my hit when I needed to every you know, a minute and a half. With 
the rack out of that just just because I don't I don't know enough about how the front end is put together on that. With the rack coming out of it, does that put you at any greater risk of losing the front drive shafts? No, the, the the rack sits on the back portion of the subframe. It's what the tie rods go into. Um, your um, steering column goes down and attaches to the top of the rack, and that's what makes the tires tires turn. So the whole top of the the rack blew right off of it. So it was almost locked up in one direction. Right. Uh, no, there was no. I mean, you could hit the tires a little bit, and they would move a little bit, but no no full turn anything even if they hit me hard in the tire so i was going straight forward backwards regardless right i mean i'm just thinking about some of the times that we've seen like like at wheel days one of the the, the cars at least that, that sticks out in my mind one of the compacts had lost steering and and was having issues with the the front end as a whole um and the wheel when he would step on the throttle the wheel would snap one direction or another and eventually that wheel snapped one way and it came too far over and uh, a wise driver saw it and came along and, and, and tagged it and was able to uh, ultimately break the drive shaft and, and that's what took him out. So I was wondering if you were fighting something like that, but with the way that that rack broke, um, locking it in essentially a, a, a forward position, um, I can see where that, uh, that's a bit of a silver lining, I guess you could say, versus the alternative. Yeah, and most of the times when the tires start slopping, it's usually a broken tie rod. I mean, that's what holds your whole tire straight. And your ball joints on the bottom obviously keeps the bottom in. But um, the tie rods were both still in there. And, I mean, they were reinforced. They weren't bending regardless. (laughs) But it's the first time I've ever blown a rack to pieces like that. It was very different. And someone kept asking me, did I make the rookie mistake of not having a slider steering shaft in there and it's like no i had a 16 inch slider in there it's not going anywhere it's not falling out like they do a lot of times it literally broke the rack blew the whole top of it off i've never seen it well i guess i guess you just made it too hard yeah you say that i mean it had uh probably a whole case of band-aids on it so i mean it was uh you know, they say where paint makes it 10% harder. You know, you right. never know. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I know you've got bowling coming up here. I appreciate you making some time for us. I, I hope everything continues to go well with, with the restaurant and, and facing some of the adversity and the renovations continue to trend well for you. Um, and I hope that your brother continues to recover well and, and everybody at home stays healthy. Um, and, and, and above all else, man, congratulations on the win. I was very happy to hear it, and it's certainly well-deserved. Thank you very much. You know, like I said, I definitely didn't plan on that happening, and I definitely am very joyous that it did. Just got to stay humble and, you know, not there for a long time. I'm just there for a good time. So, <laughs> right on. Uh, thanks for having me. I definitely appreciate it. Uh, I wish I could be there tonight, but I got you. We will we will get together at some point. I'm sure. Um, before I let you go, anybody that you want to make mention of? Thanks, Richie. Um, he's, uh, his son goes to school with Nikki. He definitely gave me a, 
a huge help, you know, ever since Jerry uh, got hurt. And a lot of his friends are in the woods hunting right now. It's, it's tough to get them out of the woods and get people helping. So it was uh, myself pretty much and him that did most of the work. And special thanks to Teresa for, you know, dealing with the long days, long nights, and being my uh, video master, making sure that we got good shots and we're well fed and everything's taken care of while we do this crazy life called Demolition Derby. All right, man. Well, I sure do appreciate it, James. We'll catch up with you soon. Uh, congratulations again, and enjoy your bowling league. Thanks, buddy. Have a good night. We'll see you now. There goes a couple thoughts from James Brown. Appreciate him making some time for us. Something wild happening there with uh, the delay of of some sort. We'll have to see what we can do with, with Brian here. Just want to run through a couple things real quick while we get Brian on the line. Um, the Dead Man Derby, new, No Mercy, Dead Man Derby Productions online, deadmanderby.com, coming up in spring 2021 at the end of April. Uh, the first night of the program is going to have three-man compact heats, 80s pro stock heats, and the half-ton trucks and SUV. Saturday is a full day of demolition derby action. Are you there? All right. This is <laughs> this is this is rough. So Brian's joining us on the line now. We got Brian along for the ride with us. The last chance events are Saturday afternoon, plus the youth compacts, which is eight hundred to win. Imperials are two thousand to win. Minivan trucks and mini SUVs twelve hundred to win. Full size team one and done. The dead man compacts seventies and eighties pro stock division, which is eight thousand to win. The three man compact team feature six thousand to win and full-size mercenary one and done, which is 3,000 to win. All that packed into the second day of No Mercy uh, for Dead Man Derby. Uh, Smash It Demolition Derby's wrapped up their season, I think, because they just keep finding ways to do more shows over the course of the weekend. Um, again, they're going to extend their thanks. We're looking for uh, – got to regroup with Tim here once, once the dust settles for the last parts of his season, the year-end meetings and stuff get all taken care of. And, of course, uh, as, as, as Fatty continues to recover from his heart attack, we got to get with him and, and get everything all situated for 2021 because um, right now, fingers are crossed, that we are going to be having the derbies as scheduled for next year. Smash Derby has details out on the Bash for Cash. Uh, entries and registrations opened on the 1st for that, for everybody that was registered for 2020. On the 15th, it opened up to everybody. So many thanks out to everybody who supported Smash It Demolition Derbies through a challenging and unprecedented season. We could not do this without the support of the drivers, fans, fair boards, and partners year after year with all sincerity. Big thank you to them. Uh, Jeffy's Fab Farm. Jeffy was behind one of the teams that appeared at the virtual Blizzard Bash over the course of the weekend. We'll get into that a little bit here. Recognized as an industry leader in all manner of fabrication needs, Jeffy's Fab Farm is a national go-to for a number of demolition derby parts. Jeffy's Fab Farm specializes in LS conversion components, but really made a dent in the market with their various header offerings, and it all started just with wanting to make a couple stacks for some buddies. The Fab Farm released a four-cylinder Camry engine mount, and then headers for the Hyundai Elantra engines as well this summer. The store offers bumper-to-bumper selection, including fuel and air parts, suspension and transmission items, steering components, pedal shifters, switches, and gauges. If you need it, it is on 
the farm. Smith Metalworks online, smithmetalworks.info, experience and passion second to none. All-purpose fabrication shop that has more than 40 years of combined metalworking experience. The hallmark of the product line is the pointed and flat front bumpers, replicating popular factory releases. Of course, they got the super stock bumper as well. They could be stuffed or ran hollow. There's a compact version of the pointed bumper available as well. Other items include the Crown Victor skins, battery boxes, engine mounting systems, pedal combos, and shifters. You can also check out the distributor clamps, various odds and ends, and the GM floor liners. In-person locations are available in Mercer, Uniontown, and Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. You can also order online, and it'll be shipped right to your door, smithmetalworks.info, for all the details there. So Brian is joining us on the line to talk a little bit about some of the other happenings uh, that have been going on. The big thing, as we alluded to, make sure we got Brian turned up. There's Brian. Brian, I got a bunch of stuff for your wife in my car. Yeah, I know. We, uh, she says she made some, uh, some arrangements and then I just got up this morning and I've had a little bit of a cold for, I don't know, a few days and got up this morning. It was kind of in my chest and I said, you know, just the way 2020 is going, I'm not going to take any chances because my luck, I got something worse than COVID, and <laughs> <laughs> I just I didn't want to take any chances, so I just figured I'd hang out here tonight and uh, you know try to uh, try to just get over this garbage, whatever's going on. So um, yeah, we're gonna have to get together at some point, maybe this week. It can uh, I, I bring a long stick and hand you out some money, and you can throw the throw the uh, masks to me. Um, we can go from there. <laughs> Uh, if you were cruising Facebook, you might have saw the pictures from Joey Roth uh, getting married. It was kind of cool. Did some pictures from his wedding back at the end of October, which was cool to see. Uh, Joey Roth, one of our friends from up in Washington. And then yesterday, Daryl Ewing uh, posted some pictures after he got married as well. So congratulations out to out to them. That was cool. Um, uh, unfortunately, uh, we can't extend the same uh, congratulatory wishes to uh, Coke Racing Promotions, they've officially lost the Tim Tigert Memorial Turkey Derby that was supposed to be held uh, the Saturday after Thanksgiving, um, another victim of, of gathering COVID, etc. So that went off the schedule, and that has thrown a real wrench into the plans for Mark Elliott because the Unified Point Series finale was supposed to be at that event, and... Uh, Mark had already said that after a certain point, any events that were lost were lost. They weren't going to be able to reschedule or, or relocate them or move them or what have you. So essentially, with without any uh, pomp, circumstance, and fanfare, the Unified Derby Series has now come to a conclusion, and, and it's over. So we've got some we're, we're going to try and do some following up with with, with Cody Coke and, and and give them a little bit of space cuz i know they were getting they were, they were getting hammered from all sides with questions and stuff give them a little bit of space let them get some time to plan and figure out what they're going to do if this is going to just have a pin put in it until the spring of next year if they're just going to wipe it from the schedule and plan fall of next year and, and, and get those details down but i mean it, the 20 2020 strikes again i guess you could say yeah we uh I'm really getting more and more done with this year. Um, just, uh, you know, I, I woke up this morning. Actually, I woke up this morning at 4 o'clock for no apparent reason. And uh, so, uh, you know, the kids had school going on, and uh, Zach stays upstairs, and Nick comes down here. So I actually went in our, back in our room and was watching TV, and I may have fallen asleep when I wake up the news that, you know, a friend, uh, a longtime friend, uh, had a brain aneurysm this weekend and it's not looking good. So I'm just getting more and more and more sick of this 2020. Um, is that, is that a football? 
Is that a football contact or a derby contact? Uh, no, just a, a, a friend I've had. Uh, I mean, I, I don't really want to get too many details. Just somebody I've known for probably 30, eh, yeah, close to 30 years. Um, uh, had, a, had a brain aneurysm this weekend, so, and it's not looking good. Um, but I'm just, you know, football, just, I'm ready for 2021. <laughs> Hopefully we can, uh, we can get things to, to start looking a little better. Right. Well, I, uh, I agree with that. So, um, to, to, to double back on the unified point series stuff. So I called Mark or I reached out to Mark Elliott, um, through Facebook and, and just to see if he was available to sort of rehash what the plans were. And he is up to his eyeballs and paperwork. Um, what they're doing right now is doing a meticulous event by event audit to independently verify the attendance, independently verify, um, the point standings and everything like that. So basically they've taken the records that they have here, put them to the side and basically recreating the system and going through and making sure all the numbers match. And then he's got, he's got additional, it's all hands on deck over there. Um, so, which, which I think it's awesome. I'm glad that they're doing that and going through it because it, it never hurts to, uh, measure twice and cut once, you know? Absolutely. Um, and, and he's a guy that is big on word and, and he's going to make sure that what he puts out there is right. So, uh, on that front, patience, uh, let him get everything done. Let him get the audit all taken care of. And, and we'll go through that part of things. Um, on the flip side, what a season, you know what I mean? It, it's not, a, a, a single event does not a champion make, um, unless of course it's NASCAR's playoff system. And then, you know, you have to do, you, you could conceivably, you could finish 25th at that and win a championship, but that's a story for another time. John Shipley coming away with that, that impressive run of 10 wins and then Don Santel backing it up with, with just oppressive uh, a season. But those two pushed each other. It, it, it was a culmination of all that stuff. They had to, they had to continue to match each other and play this, this game of one-upsmanship all year long in order to get to the point where they could even look at being in position to lock down that championship. And it did come down to the two of them. The consistency paid off, and, and the battle was down. It was a two-horse race going into – that last event that that unfortunately we'll never see. Yeah, and that's that's the thing. I mean, I, I can remember talking to you. Um, I think it might have been our flight to Florida back in uh, what was it, February, January, February, um, and you know, talking about this points because that was it was it was new then. I mean, it was you know it was still building and it was still uh, you know in a in a infancy stage. And uh, you know, the name I mentioned was Don Santel. I said, you know, if, if he this is something that you know Don would be kind of perfect for. I mean, he's just so consistent, and um, you know, and obviously you know, we we you know, the, the John Shipley didn't you know he wasn't on the radar then, but I mean, you know, going forward he's got to be. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, when you, when you have ten wins in a season and any kind of motorsport, that's that's very impressive. So right. um, great season. Both those guys had a had a great season, and uh, you know, hats off half, hats off to Mark. Um, Let's be honest. Um, derby promoters aren't don't have a great history of uh, friendly uh, working together, friendly in a friendly sort of sort of manner. Um, right. And for so many guys to get behind this, and uh, you know, to, to help the sport grow as a whole, that was great. Um, you know, and at any time, uh, you know, derby drivers can can get a couple extra bucks put in their pockets. I mean, we got to be happy about that. So, um, just just a great thing for derby. Um, you know, and again, let's hope next year there's you know, thirty shows and they're all uh, they're they're all able to be run, and uh, you know we, we we can see 
you know, the, the full extent of this. But, you know, for a first time, uh, for, you know, anything like this really big going on, um, you know, <clears throat> you know it's, uh, it, it's a very imp- impressive feat. And uh, all, uh, all connected with it should be very, very proud of, uh, of how it works. It's, uh, he did convey a couple thoughts. He said it, it, it's clear that people are going to be disappointed that this played out the way that it did. Um, one needs to remember that it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't Mark that made the decision <laughs> to, to cancel the Turkey Derby. And, and I'm pretty confident that, that there was other people involved than just, uh, Coke promotions too. I don't think that they were the ones that single-handedly no. decided to pull that, um, no. uh, pull that rug out from under us at, uh, either. And it, it's not an easy decision for anyone as we've seen year long people agonizing with the decision whether they do or don't go um toast moving his show uh, i think he moved it he might have moved that one twice um uh the wicked derbies were affected in the spring some events never yep. even got off the ground when you look at uh bash for cash blizzard bash uh being pushed off till 2021 as a whole so obviously it's not an easy decision and 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 i know that you get to a uh you get to a point where these drivers have but the effort into building the cars, I mean, that, that event's only two weeks away. And now can they run that car anyplace else? Have they band-aided something together now that is essentially can't go anywhere or what the situation is? So there's some disappointment around all that, not having the chance to go get the championship, not having the chance to finish the, the championship run with a win. Um, a number of different factors in there. But but like we said before, it's it's a culmination of, of all the events and all the effort that was put in season long and not just solely um, – staked on this event and the one prior to it yeah yeah i mean that's the thing you know unfortunately just so many things were out of anyone's control i mean you know obviously we've known jason coke for for quite a while and you know i feel like we're you know known pretty well and the last thing he wanted to do was cancel a derby period um so i'm sure there was uh you know a lot of uh uh, uh, health departments and and uh, you know local government that uh, that you know made the had the you know the the unfortunate uh, you know that they were the ones that, that called it. So I mean, it's just it's so tough. And you know, I, I really want to say that hey, can only go up from here. But no, no, the luck we've had in 2020. Uh, I'm not going to say that. I just you know uh, I really hope that things things uh, health wise. Uh, improve for everybody and uh, next year we can have a full season and that's that's one of the things that i think that the everybody involved with the unified point series can look back on is in march um probably right around march 12th when things started looking really bad and in the weeks that followed march 12th and everything started getting knocked off the schedule and we started losing events and events were getting moved and things like that um to have the number of events get in that the Unified Series was able to get in, to add shows, the number of events that Frankie Guy and Hardcore was able to get in, the Keystone Nationals got in, Iron City Iron City Nationals were able to be contested. Um, I think, you know, from a 10,000-foot view, we're, we should also have a little bit of a – we should be a little bit grateful that we even got any of it in. Um, oh, absolutely. I was I was just going to touch on those same names you just mentioned. I mean, you know, for, for the guys in New York, I mean um, – you know, we've seen a lot of guys travel this year, a lot of guys that have never traveled before. Um, some guys had some really good runs, um, which, you know, I'm, I'm a little biased. I uh, I like to see our, our hometown guys, and by hometown, I mean New York, go anywhere and uh, have a good showing. I mean, and it, you know, this week at BMP, I think we had four or five guys, you know, locally uh, in the top ten. Uh, obviously, James won it. 
Um, I believe both Eldridge boys are in the top 10. Toby was in the top 10, I think. So, um, you know, it's, you know, maybe in a way this, this will help, you know, going forward, you know, these guys go, Hey, we can, we can go run the PA and and compete. And, you know, we've even learned some stuff. So, um, you know, I I think we got to try to make something positive out of it. Um, you know, it's, uh, at this point, you know, it's, it is what it is. And, uh, going forward, hopefully, uh, things will improve. I, I sure hope so. Um, there's going to be a, a full spread in Derby Life magazine on the season recap and some thoughts from Mark forthcoming as soon as they finish the audit. The the uh, official standings and such will be revealed. Um, there was talk about a year-end banquet. I, at this point, I think that those um, those plans probably have been tabled at best, um, if yeah. not canceled, if not canceled in whole. But you know that uh, that all remains to be seen too. We'll wait for Mark to come out with his final details on that um so yeah that's yeah. Uh, it was, it's just it's just it's just a bummer you know what i mean it's it, it really is just a letdown because I, I i for for the amount of time that we've spent around racing i've always loved the points chase and and you know that and i never really got behind um all the different point entities that that happened in derby because i always got nervous that it was burning out the drivers and stuff like that but Bo did a nice job with it when reckless warriors was out there running and, and I thought this opened things up to a lot of different drivers because it wasn't just one class. It wasn't just one place. It was all over the, it was all over the map, literally and figuratively in terms of the builds and the physical locations and stuff. And it's just disappointing. You know, I, I really wanted to see that final showdown, even if, you know, like the, the, the Hoosier point series that we have in the Northeast here where you're scoring points against drivers you don't even necessarily see that are running the same class of car in terms of dirt modifieds at a track halfway across the state or north of the border or whatever, to have that final encounter where these two guys were in the same place going for the same points, trying to win the same championship, and they might not even have been in the same division, it was really going to be cool, but it is uh, it is a letdown. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, that's, you know, I, I have uh, pretty good memories. I mean, 2004, my brother won Mr. Dirt. I mean, we went into, uh, we went into uh, Eastern States. And, I mean, that's, you know, my brother has a win there in a, in a series race. But um, Eastern, you know, Orange County is a hard place for outsiders to come in and have good runs. Mm-hmm. Usually, Brett Hearn wins, you know, both days at <laughs> right. the, uh, down there. Um, but we had to finish within two spots of bread or three spots of bread. I can't remember what it was. It ended up, you know, he won and we were, we were second. So, you know, we won Mr. Dirt. And I mean, that was, you know, that was just amazing. And, uh, you know, those kind of battles are always fun to be a part of. And, uh, you know, it's great for the fans and great for the drivers. And, you know, like I said, hopefully next year stuff straightens out and, uh, you know, we can, we, you know, markets, uh, great support again. And, uh, you know, we can, we can, uh, we can have one go all the way through and, uh, you know, the best man win. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, there's another like this. There's this. There's this. There's this thing hanging over this show. Um, it's episode number three thirty. We should be talking about Blizzard Bash, and and it really bums me out that we're not with all the with all the team show elements and and the the. Uh, the, the limited weld teams and the weld class and the qualifying side and the national bracket. We should be talking about all that stuff. And it's, it, it just really bugs me that we're not really, we shouldn't even be on tonight. We should be talking about blizzard bash next week because we would have been trying to travel home and get here and, and fighting the exhaustion uh, yeah, in, in, in terms yeah. of today. But it's just, it's, it is, it, it's a little frustrating that, that we're not able to have that tonight too. Yeah. We, it's, it's funny. This, the last few days I've had, uh, you know, all the different, um, 
memories from Facebook pop up, and it definitely is. I mean, it's uh, it's it's no fun. I mean, we uh, you know Blizzard Bash has become such a, a big part of the season for everybody. Um, it is. I mean, you know, there's you know, we you know all the times we've been there, we, we've never come out of Topeka without you know a good story or you know uh, a lot to talk about. So. Yeah, it's it's definitely rough, um, but I mean, we we can touch on the uh, the virtual uh, Blizzard Bash you guys had over the weekend with uh, something like forty two thousand views over two <laughs> days. So, um, you know, hats off to you and everybody uh, associated with it. I would say that that was probably a success. Um, you know, uh, so I, I guess that's uh, that's that's kind of the best we could do for right now. Um, I did see uh, Chris Lancaster put up a post. Um, asking about, you know, people that were building for Blizzard Bash. Of, you know, did, are you still building? Did you stop building? Are you going to start building? Mm-hmm. You know, what, what are you doing? And guys were on there talking. So, um, yeah, it's just uh, let's, let's get this last month and a half over. And uh, <laughs> hopefully these vaccines that they keep talking about are as good as they say. And uh, I'm ready to move on, man. Christmas is only what? Like, let's see, 25, carry the one, one. About what forty days away at this point? Yeah, something like that. Which <laughs> um, means I got like fifty days still left off, I think. Or, <laughs> but I don't right. remember. <laughs> um, yeah, the so RDP Realistic Derby Project, and uh, which is fronted by Jesse Myers, got together with Smash It uh, and Black Flag Corey Bio, Black Flag Designs, and and they had the uh, Stormont Vale Event Center modded up and it looked just like the Stormont Vale Event Center. It was cool. Uh if you haven't checked it out, it was it was online Friday and Saturday, two day team show, twelve teams, forty eight drivers. And it wasn't all the one and dones and, and everything like that. It, it it took like four hours the first night and maybe six hours the second. But it was still it was still something and, and they reached out and asked if it was something that, that we could stream and, and help them out with and and I said sure, no problem. Happy happy to do so. And uh, they put all the work in. Uh, I don't. I don't want to take any credit. That's not. That's not ours to take. They took the work. Put the work in. All we had to do was just get video out to Facebook, and and we were able to do that. And a lot of folks enjoyed it. Some folks didn't. Some folks had a little bit of a uh, of a frustration factor to it, and and laughed at it a little bit. But you know me. I am. I am all for anything that makes demolition derby better or new or different. Um, through the course of the weekend, I talked to Justin Montgomery Chicken. Um, yep. He uh he said he needs to start his Blizzard Bash car, actually. So, <laughs> so that's that was kind of interesting to hear. But he's interested in getting a computer and maybe maybe diving into a little bit. Um, we talked to Tony up in in Minnesota. Um, same deal there. Uh, Got to get through Blizzard Bash and stuff first, but then maybe put a computer together to go mess around with it. Eric Moulet, um, he was also interested, and he's built some computers in the past. So he thought it was really cool, and and he started started going on it's like so it's all it's all just like automatic the cars are going to bend it at any particular point at, at any particular time and and i'm like no it's it's far more more in depth than that and i started explaining to him the frames and the bodies and the differences in springs and how you can change things up and, and it's going to make the car react different and he, he was like he just kept writing back whoa it was it was blowing his mind and someday i got a phone call from uh dave diver at big rock and Sweet. and same thing. He's like, uh, so so, what kind of computer specs do I need anyway? So so, so it was cool. I mean, it's it's something different. And and I got to tell you, you know, um, 
pacing around Friday waiting for school to get out and, and knowing that we were going to go do this virtual Blizzard Bash thing, still had a little bit of the butterflies, I'll be honest, with the, you know, remembering what the arena smells like when they're getting the popcorn ready and they're getting all the floors swept and everything and security's milling around. It, it, was, it was really cool to, uh, to be a part of it. I would, I, much as anybody, I would much rather been in Topeka. Um, but this was, this was a, a neat way to at least keep the spirit of Blizzard Bash going this time of year. And um, a lot, a lot less people have a lot less hurt pocketbooks and wallets, and a lot less people are a lot less sore. Um, I find it hard to believe that that's true. Uh, one of the one of the comments in the live chat here, uh, Bobby Joe Shipley throwing up a heart for um, for John Shipley. Well deserved. It was a great season for him. Um, probably, probably next week we'll be able to dive into some of the point standings and, and recap a little bit more of that and get deeper into what happened, um, in, in the grand scheme of things. But, uh, Mark wanted again, just to, just to relay to everybody, Mark wanted to, um, audit everything and make sure it was right. So he actually put up what, what he found to be, um, the, the, the point standings going into Turkey Derby. And asked the driver, said, hey, if you see a mistake, go ahead and point it out. You guys are going to be my hardest critics. So he did uh, have a post shared. Um, I thought about writing in there that Brian was at all the shows and should have scored 110 points by now, but I figured it would be easy to prove that was a lie. Yeah, that would be hard to do. <laughs> yep. Um, some big deer getting turned in over the weekend. Yeah, there's been some monster shot. Um, actually, my godmother, who is 75... <laughs> um, shot her best deer of her life. She shot a 147 and 5.8 uh, last week, week and a half ago. Um, monster, just a huge, huge buck. Um, yeah, there's there's been a lot of deer shot around. Um, so hopefully, I'm, I'm hoping uh, my opening our opening weekend for rifle is this weekend. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping uh, my son has a little luck and uh, you know he got his first deer last year. Hoping uh, maybe this year he can get his first buck. Um, that would be cool. So, yeah, we're uh, we're getting ready for that now. Did you see the slob that um, Pete Hansen got? Yeah, I, that was probably a management buck. I mean, you know, Pete's 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 Pete and everything. I mean, that's you know, he just wants his genetics up on the hill anymore and took that one out. So, um, we'll, we'll see what he does with uh, with a rifle. Uh, maybe he's you know, knowing Pete, he's probably got something bigger in the works to uh, to, to take care of. I heard that he doesn't actually have to hunt. He just takes uh, C-clip axles, digs a hole, and puts them in the ground like spikes and just lets yep. the deer walk over the leaves and they fall in, and, and that's how he gets them. <laughs> that, that is kind of funny. I will say that the one time I was at Pete's house, there was deer standing in his side yard. <laughs> he's, so. he's, <laughs> he's often joked about that. Um, yeah. So, uh, we all, Pete, Pete has a beautiful home in the uh, – Rural, rural area of Pennsylvania, and there is, you know, his, his house is on the one side in the yard, and then it is surrounded by woods. We saw lots of deer, so he's he's definitely in a good spot. Uh, Jeremy Gully got one today. He got his first archery uh, buck in Pennsylvania, so congratulations to him. Um, <laughs> I mentioned earlier, well, I think I mentioned earlier, I woke up at four this morning and. Uh, Jeremy doesn't sleep. We all know that. He was on on Facebook at I don't know five thirty six o'clock, and 
we shot the bull. Um, we do that a lot. And uh, I asked him if he's going hunting. He said, no, he wanted to when the wood was blowing, you know, harder than the bubs of hell. And he said it, it wasn't good to be in a 25-foot up of the tree. And so I, later on, I asked if he was on. He said, yeah. Or if he was hunting, he said, yeah. Here I said, wind blowing? He said, yeah, it still is. But so it's rocking me to sleep. So um, ended up getting a buck down in Pennsylvania, which is, you know, basically across the road for him. So... Congratulations to him for that, and uh, to all of our hunters, uh, you know, good luck, be safe, hope everything goes well, and everybody uh, gets something this weekend. Have you guys got much on the trail cam this year? Yeah, we've got a lot, and it's funny, we were, uh, Zach and I were talking, uh, went to the gym, and I did some spotting for him, and uh, then I, you know, with a mask on, and I went out to the truck and stayed by myself, but... uh, we got a lot of stuff on the trail cams, and it's just weird how you see all the stuff on trail cams, and then you get the, you know, you get to use it and they disappear. So, um, yeah, we've we got I don't know five, six different bucks, different areas of the farm, a bunch of does and coyotes, um, fox. Uh, so we're hoping. Um, uh, I've seen a, a we have a nice eight pointer on one part of the farm that uh, Zach's kind of been chasing. Um, I'd really like him to get a to get a shot at that buck, but. Um, we actually got to go and uh, rent that owns the farm. He's he's done uh, combine and all his wheat's been har- all his crops have been harvested. So we're gonna go down and hang out at his house one night and figure out where everybody's gonna go over the farm because uh, myself, my son Zach, and my brother in Rock were all blessed enough to uh, rent lets us hunt his property. So I said, hey, because I'm a good guy, I'm even gonna let you pay or you choose where you hunt first because you do pay the taxes on the property. So. <laughs> I figured I'd, I'd give him a little, uh, a little uh, bonus for doing that. So, um, you know, we're uh, we're getting ready to go. Mike Osterhout got a nice one too. Oh my goodness, beautiful! Um, he actually got that just outside of Waterloo on uh, Mills Road. Yeah, that, that's I, the woods across I, the street from where my dad used to hunt a thousand years ago. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. His, um, it would be Desi's grandfather has a camp down near Alfred. Okay. And usually they down there, and, you know, her uncle's taking a lot of big bucks down there, and I asked him if it was there, and he said, no. He said, we're renting some land out on Mills Road. And I said, oh, that's cool. So, yep. yeah, happy for him. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's something else I miss about uh, Blizzard bashes. You know, I always, uh, you know, I, obviously the cars, but, you know, talking to all the hunters I know about hunting, you know, uh, Sam Bando and uh, Elvis Thumb and uh, the guys from the uh, Post of Mopar. Um, you know, I, I love hearing uh, hunting stories. Uh, Kenny Rosno's fiance, Lindsay, um, yep. she's an avid hunter out there in Nebraska. She shot, shot some big bucks. Um, you know, so I uh, I miss seeing pictures and, and hearing the stories. So, um, you know, hopefully, like we've said a million times, hopefully next year we can uh, – Things can get a little bit back more on track, and uh, we can all get back to doing what we love. Sure, sure, hope so. Um, you got anything else pressing? No, what's up? No, I, I, we got to be done. I, I can't sit anymore. My leg is driving okay. me crazy. My, I, I can't feel my leg anymore. My leg is just, it's, my back is killing me right now. We got to, I think we got to be done. Okay, yeah. if you want, I can meet you at your house and give you a nice rub down. No, I'm nope. I'm I'm good. I'm I'm all set there. <laughs> I've been told I have really strong hands, and my massages are amazing. I don't. I don't. I don't think that strength and, and force is what I need right now. I think what I need is is some new bones being rebuilt back there. I think that's the. I think that's the missing link right now. 
speaking of that, uh, Jamie Aldridge's wife, Bambi, uh, she had uh, back surgery here a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um, our uh, best wishes on her healing up and uh, feeling better soon. Um, yeah, backs are backs scare me, man. Um, so far to this point in my life, knock on wood, I haven't had a serious back injury. Um, my my father in law, uh, he worked in the foundry for years at Ghouls and uh, ruined his back. Um, yeah. it, it really scares me. Um, you know, I, I I see you and what you're going through and. Uh, Nothing worse on a back injury. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, kick me off the air, and uh, we'll call it a good one. That uh, sounds good. Guys, I, I apologize for cutting it short. Um, we will uh, we will be back next week uh, with uh, a more in-depth and more more focused episode 331. Appreciate everybody that tuned in tonight to, uh, to catch up with this one, and congratulations to everybody that did well down there at Burlington. Congratulations to uh, Colin Walker. Chris Parton, uh, Zach Drummond, and and uh, Jeff Smalley, uh, who that was the winning team at the the virtual Blizzard Bash. Um, appreciate that. We will be catching up with those guys. We'll catch up with more with Mark Elliott and everything uh, next week on three thirty one. That's going to do a, do it for us here tonight. We'll see you next time. Crash Course Live is presented by Smash It Demolition Derby, who hosts Bash for Cash, Blizzard Bash, and Capital City Carnage. Online at SmashItDerby.com. And Stirring Dirt Racing, hosts of May Mania's team show at the Golden Spike Arena in Ogden, Utah. Online at StirringDirtRacing.com. Reckless Abandoned Derby Apparel and Derby Inc. Magazine. This is the Crash Course Demolition Derby Podcast, recorded live at the FigureLinks1.com studios in downtown Seneca Falls, New York.